Can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but that new Dungeons & Dragons movie, I dug it, and I thought it was actually really good. I'll tell you all about it right now. So I'm sure you could tell that I was very skeptical about this movie uh, before it came out. And, you know, I saw the trailers and I remember thinking like, okay, it looks interesting, but how campy is it going to be? Are they going to rely too much on the comedy and the humor? Are they going to do their best to actually respect the property instead of just making a parody of it? And I kind of felt like that was the result of the previous film that came out in 2000. Yeah, I remember they had a D&D movie back then. I don't remember it. And I actually saw it in the theater. Be careful. You too. But that's the thing. This property is an interesting one because obviously everyone knows it as your paper and pencil type of tabletop game, you know, using your imagination. And now, of course, it's this uh, very successful multi-million dollar property thanks to voice actors who decided to team up together and broadcast their D&D sessions and really brought it into the forefront. Yes, I do play Dungeons and Dragons. We actually broadcast our sessions uh, every other week on another channel called Two Can Play That. So if you ever want to see me play Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube, why don't you check that channel out? Now, for me, I know this property because of the cartoon. I was a huge fan of the cartoon. I'm still a huge fan of the cartoon. And that's what pretty much drew my attention to Dungeons and Dragons. And they've treated the property very interestingly. They've tried to license it. I remember seeing it on lunchboxes back in the day. They made action figures that were not tied to the cartoon, but tied to the actual game itself. And of course, uh, we don't really want to talk about that movie back in the year 2000 with uh, one of the Wayans brothers. But I feel like they've been struggling and trying to figure out what to do with this property. The parent company is has bro and you know they've been very successful with the transformers franchise whether you like those movies or not but they haven't been that successful with all the other stuff that they've tried to put out there gi joe was for the most part pretty much a failure remember they did a gem movie yeah i bet you forgot about that a movie that did so bad they pulled it from the theaters just after a couple of weeks of its release so i'm actually surprised that they decided to do something again especially a property like dungeons and dragons which is very niche unless you're into fantasy you know lord of the rings all those type of movies and this is not going to be the type of property that general audiences would be into but i think with this time around they got a right formula and for whatever reason it really worked and all my weariness and all my you know kind of hesitancy really went out the window after i started watching it and i think it's mainly because they respected the property they respected the franchise they respected what goes into the enjoyment of Dungeons and Dragons. And you could see that mainly with the cast that they put together. This movie would not work if they didn't have a good ensemble cast. And I think the chemistry with the ensemble cast that they have here works really well. But if you played the game, then you know that your group there's always going to be something that's going to be new and interesting. It's almost like improv. Last minute decisions, last minute choices, last minute improvisations are involved when you play this game. And I don't know how they did it, but you felt that that was what was happening to these characters in the movie. They're figuring it out as they go. And the type of dialogue and chemistry that they had showed that 
this wasn't like your typical formulaic type of fantasy movie. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves tells the tale of a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers as they embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long lost relic. But their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Yeah, so basically it's your very typical fantasy adventure movie. You have the characters that are really learning to work with each other and learning how to adapt to the situations. And you felt that. And I think it's mainly because of Chris Pine. Chris Pine did such a great job in this film and not only portray his character, but being able to play off of other people and, and actually, you know, having that good rapport and chemistry with everybody. Michelle Rodriguez was actually really good in this movie and it was very refreshing to see her play this type of role. Justice Smith, who somehow finds himself attached to all of these major properties with Detective Pikachu, Jurassic Park, World, whatever you want to call it now. He seems to be really finding his way around all of these major properties in Hollywood. And, you know, he did a pretty good job here. Now, I was getting to the point where I thought Reggie Jean Page was being forced down our throat. Yeah, everybody loved him on Bridgerton and all the women are swooing and swaying for him and all that. But I wasn't sure how good of an actor he was. And if you give him a right role and you direct him well, he will show you and he showed it to me and to everyone else in this film. But the major standout for me was definitely Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is getting to that point where he is getting older and he has, he's very like curmudgeon like. If you saw his interview pre-Oscars, uh, he just wasn't really feeling it. And he was giving some of the most rude type of responses and he just didn't really care to answer certain questions and all that. And I thought it was actually pretty funny. So tell me, what is it? like to be in Glass Onion? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. But he kind of acts like that here and he does such a good job at being that type of person. So I think it worked really well for what he had to do in this in this film. Now, I'm not saying this movie is perfect or anything like that. There were certain moments where I thought, oh boy, I think the comedy is being laid on a little bit too thick. Yeah, because it got to a point where I felt like every other line or every other piece of dialogue was a joke, was a witty remark, was a witty comment. I wonder if I turned off the oven. And it was getting to the point where I was like, all right, they're leaning a little bit too heavy into this type of back and forth. Did I really turn off the oven? So I was getting a little worried about that. But I think later on, as you're watching the movie, they kind of course corrected a little bit. And when it was time to be serious, then they, they were serious with still having a little bit of humor thrown in here and there. Oh shit, I didn't turn off the oven. That's the type of humor that they had kind of sprinkled on throughout. And it got to a point where I felt like most of the conversations were kind of around like that. But I think, like I said, after a while, I kind of got used to it. And they also kind of stopped relying so much on that type of dialogue and just they found their footing. By the way, if you like this shirt and you want to get one for yourself or others like it, definitely don't forget to check out 80stees.com. I have a nice affiliate link in the description of this video with a special code that will give you a nice little discount. So be sure to check that out. And if you do get something, you'll also be supporting this channel and helping this channel grow. And if you do so, let me know about it and let me know what you picked up for yourself or for a loved one. Now, this is not going to be a movie for everybody. I mean, like I said, you have to be really into fantasy type of films. If you're into Lord of the Rings and you're waiting for your next kind of fantasy fill, then this could very well be it. But keep in mind, this is not a serious fantasy type of film. Dungeons and Dragons, even though it could be serious, 
is meant to be fun. And you can tell that the cast and characters were really having a lot of fun here. If you play the game, of course you're having fun with the group of people that you play with. It's very similar to like what you see on Stranger Things when they're all playing D&D together. You know, yeah, they get serious and heated over it. But at the end of the day, it's all silly and fun and games and all that stuff like that. And that's what I felt like they were having and portraying in this film. Another thing I wanted to point out too was that, you know, movies like of this caliber, they really heavily rely on a lot of CG effects and all that. And yeah, they surely did that here too. But I did notice that they actually sprinkled in a lot of practical effects too, especially when it came to some of the more unusual creatures and characters, those who are of different races found within the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. So I really, really appreciated that attempt to kind of, you know, keep it more practical and more real and not really rely so much on a lot of the CG. There were a lot of moments where I felt like they were actually in, you know, this kind of fantasy setting. But yeah, there were also times when I was like, yeah, this is purely all green screen, blue screen. This is all CG and they were probably just talking to a bunch of green people or people in green outfits and there's in a room full of green everywhere. Green, green, green. But it wasn't so bad to the point where it was distracting. So yeah, if you are a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, then you're definitely going to really appreciate a lot of the nods they put in this movie for all of the hardcore Dungeons and Dragons fans, even for the casual player. You know, I'm not really considered to be very hardcore about it, but I appreciated a lot of the stuff that they portrayed and they kind of put forth here because, you know, I'm familiar with most of that stuff. But I think they also have enough here to please a more general audience as well. I can easily find a lot of you people having a lot of fun and enjoyment watching this film in the theater. Do you need to watch this movie in the theater? I think it helps. I think it helps to kind of be around a nice crowd and a nice audience. Everyone's going to be laughing at the same thing or ooing and aahing. It's one of those things that it's worth seeing on the big screen for sure. And like I said before, you hardcore D&D fans and those of you who've been following the property for a long time, pay very close attention because you will see some very interesting Easter eggs for sure. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I think they have something really good on their hands here. I could see this potentially becoming, you know, a franchise once again. And honestly, I think I would want to see these characters again. And I'm hoping that they could do something with them in the future. So with all that being said, at the end of the day, I gave this a four out of five stars on Letterboxd. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And I think you're going to have fun and enjoy it too. But like I always say, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all what I think. What matters most is what all of you think. Is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves a type of movie that you'll be looking forward to watching in the theater when it comes out? Let me know in the comments. And if you happen to see this after you've seen the movie, let me know what you thought about it as well. And while you're doing all that and leaving your comments and telling me whether or not you enjoyed the film or you're planning to go watch it, it only takes you a couple of seconds. Why don't you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Be part of this great community that I'm building here and let's talk about movies. And don't forget to hit that notification bell so that you get notified every time a new video is uploaded onto the channel. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Guess what? This channel is on podcast too. Just type in Low-Key Geek on your podcast platform of choice where you could find audio versions of everything that I do here on the channel. Thanks so much for checking this video out and for checking out the review. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and I will catch you all in the next one. All right, peace out, y'all.